You're listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ronanddon.com. We want three! We want three! We want three! What is that? Uh, it's the Ron and Don Nation audience going crazy because. It sounded like you screaming off mic. Calm down, you guys. We want three! We want three! We want three! Oh, three of the Ron and Don Show. We heard your plea. Now you got three. Thanks to Les Schwab. Every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. This is episode number 38 if you're following along, boys and girls. And we really appreciate you taking the show and sharing it with the masses on your social media. How do you do that? How do you share the show? Yeah, the, the best thing, because most people are listening on Apple. Uh, when you see the podcast, if you click on it, there's these three little dots or there's a box with an up arrow. Yeah. Find that thing, that little icon, hit it, and then you can copy the link or you can share it to a, a text message. You can share it to email. You can share it to your socials. That's what would help us the most is sharing it with a friend that you know listened to Ron and Don before, and maybe they don't know right now. So the biggest help you could give us would be to share the episode. So find that box with the up arrow. If you're on Android, I can't help you. Why are you on Android? Right. I don't know how to share stuff on Android. Yeah. Hey, you know what uh, they're finding is that a lot of us, because we ha- our lives are carved up so much now, and instead of when, we, when, you, when you drop the kids off and just kind of taking a moment for yourself or maybe just thinking in your car with the radio off, climb inside your head a little bit, think about your life and what's going on. A lot of times what we do is we're, just, we're on our phones and we are just constantly taking in information. We're constantly on socials. We're constantly reading headlines and we're taking in things, taking in things, taking in things. And as we're doing this, sometimes we lose our way when it comes to us just being focused. Well, if you got $40, we might have an answer for you if you're having a hard time being focused. This is interesting. And maybe someone should start a branch here in the Pacific Northwest. So I read this article in Wired Magazine. There's a new startup called Focused. And the, this, the article and the person that did the article is in Wired actually used them to write the article, so it's a little bit meta. Mm-hmm. But they did the in-person consultation, which I think is more than $40. But uh, basically, it's this. If you find yourself, as Don just described, constantly distracted, constantly procrastinating, unable to get the thing done, they paid a fee to go in and do a consultation to get a personal focus coach. And so this person that did it, Megan, she went into the office in the Bay Area and she said, I've been trying to write this article. I need to crank it out for Wired Magazine. Can't get it done. Uh, they paid her to do this and they met. she met with Nordia and um, they had an initial consultation. And here's the, the interesting thing that she did. So first they said, how are we going to define success? So that's always a great question for anybody to ask. What does success look like? So if you're unfocused, it's like, for me, uh, I'm uh, moving at the end of the month. So success to me is like, if I can get two boxes done a day, of like decluttering or getting stuff sorted to like, this is going to donate, this is going to the dump, this is going to be in a box. If I do just do two a day, I feel good. The hard thing is it feels so overwhelming that it's easier to do zero boxes a day and just look at the unfolded boxes. So for this, for Megan, she's like, I what success looks like to me is if you open up my, my document and you're seeing me put words into that document. Even if it's not polished yet, that's what success looks like. So then she's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, you pay me your 40 bucks. We go through that initial thing. At what point she goes, I'm going to monitor you and encourage you and keep you focused for two and a half hours. At what point can I come in and take away your cell phone? Hmm. And for Megan, she was like, ah, she's like, I don't know. Hmm. So before they started, she's like, wait, she goes, okay, 
at the halfway point, is it okay if I come in? She goes, I'm going to remove your phone. I'm going to keep it safe. It's going to be with me. If some emergency happens, I will come and notify you. I'm going to take away your phone for the last 90 minutes Mm -hmm. or the last two hours or whatever it was. And so Megan agreed to this. Uh, And so for the first half of the session, she opened up her her document uh, every 20 minutes. I don't know if they did a screen share thing or what. Uh, Nordia was able to encourage her then to see that she was staying focused. Then she came in grabbed her cell phone and left the room. Mm. And so Megan talks about the anxiety she felt first when the phone was gone, but then she pretty much finished the entire article, the first pass. She didn't have it edited and polished up yet. She finished the first pass of the whole article in the two and a half hours. Mm. So it was successful for her. Uh, but the hardest part she said was allowing, uh, is her name? Nord- Nordia to come in take the cell phone away and keep it in the lockbox for uh, going on two two hours that is tough and when i've done that before you know you have an issue when you put your cell phone away and then you're thinking about your cell phone while you're trying to focus on another project whatever it is you're doing and and for me for instance a lot of times if i'm doing a, a trail run outside and i run at night a lot by myself or just with my dog i have a headlamp on and what i like to do is turn the music off and not be attached to that phone but if I'm six miles in on a trail run, I'm out in the middle of the woods and it's nine o'clock at night and I'm by myself. I was doing that for a while because I didn't want to take my phone and be interrupted by my phone. And it's like, man, if something happens, I go over a ravine and I need some help. I need to be able to call. That's what and your so, dog's for. It runs yeah. to the, the sheriff and goes, woof, woof, Yeah, and I used to strap my phone to my arm when I would run. And now I just take it, I put it in a pocket, and then I turn off all the notifications so it's not going off or jingling and then yeah and then sometimes if you have your watch on your watch starts ringing and so you're you're trying to get away from technology and yet you're surrounded by it i do find when i disconnect when i really take the time to disconnect or if i'm with the people that i love and care about like when when i'm with my son or i was with my mom here these past couple weeks or when we're just hanging out as a family when i put those phones away or i take my watch off or put it in airplane mode. Life is just better. You you totally. you find that you truly can be present in the in those moments. Well, the venue change is interesting too, because you and I were doing some uh, business planning for Rondon Brokers for 2020, and we went to a WeWork space. Just going to a different venue that's not a coffee shop yeah. where there's a thousand people around and everybody's got their laptop open. We had our own room. Uh, I, I found it much easier to focus when we were in kind of a, a unique environment that yeah. we don't go to every day. I don't know if you did as well, but we seem to be very productive and we seem to have this dedicated space. I, I found it to be helpful. So I think I think that in doing this thing, I, I've thought about getting a little box that locks that I can put my phone into and just close the lid yeah. on the box where I know where it is. But it's in the box. What's funny about the phone is you're supposed to use the phone to phone someone, and we don't do that anymore. Uh, we have a, 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 a great, a, one of our great teachers, uh, she's, and she's our mentor at Windermere. Uh, her name is Tamara Marson. And Tamara's been in the business now over 30 years. And she said, you know what you can do for your clients that will really be authentic, if it's you, and it'll really make a difference, is don't text them all the time. And don't email them all the time. Pick up the phone and use the phone for what the phone is used for and call them. Look at this guy using his phone as a phone. Right. And it was interesting. I was with a friend the other day and we were going up the interstate and she was in the car next to me. And as she's in the car next to me, we're driving up the interstate. She is texting me and sending me text messages. And I'm like, 
this is the dumbest thing in the world. I'm right here. Why aren't we? I'm in the car. Ne- why, why aren't we on our phones having a conversation? And yet she's she's over the carpool lane kind of uh, doing her thing. And then I saw her swerve a little bit because she's probably on her phone. And she's texting me. Oh, you guys are in two different cars. We're in two different okay, cars. I thought you were in the same car. No, and I told her later on, I'm like, why don't why don't we just pick up the phone and, and have a conversation and use a phone uh, as a phone? And I have noticed in my life. When you pick up the phone and you have a conversation, even if it's one of your kiddos, if it's your mom, whatever it is, uh, there are, there's magical things that happen with human-to-human connection when you're having conversation that doesn't happen in text messages. And Tamara's right. Have you noticed that? When you sure, call, when you call somebody, when yeah. You, when you call someone, whether it's a friend, a family member, someone you work with, a coworker, uh, whether it's a real estate deal that we're putting together, because people aren't used to phone calls, they really appreciate it. Do you even check your voicemail anymore? I check my I voice. Do. You do? Yeah. Sometimes I'll check my voicemail a week later and I'm like, oh, 17 voicemails. Missed that one. So, so um, the, the, the startup is called Focused. Yeah. I don't know if it's an app yet or not, uh, but if you really are struggling that much, you can pay me $40 to, to remind you to get, get, your, get your butt moving. Why not? Right. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, if you're ready to go on your real estate journey, you got a real estate story. Well, we got a couple real estate stories, one involving Elon Musk and one involving what's going on here locally yeah. in the housing market. So we're going to do that. And talk a little Ron and Don sit down. We want three! We want three! Hey, they heard your plea. Now you got three. Three episodes of the Ron and Don Show brought to you by Les Schwab. Every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. This is the Friday show, you guys. We want three! We want three! Well, that is a noisy studio audience. The studio audience sounds remarkably like you, (laughs) yelling off mic. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. To the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. Hey, Ron, Don here for Les Schwab. Don, the other day I was uh, driving out by Gold Bar. I hit a little patch and my wheels just started spinning. I'm like, what? This is not like six inches of snow. What is going on? I know that you changed out your tires recently. You're getting much more traction with the Les Schwab tires. I'm thinking maybe I should just drive into my Les Schwab and say, tell me about these because I was spinning out like I'm on six inches of ice. Yeah, they have their own uh, custom tire line right now. And you stop by and just say, hey, I heard Ron and Don talk about this on the podcast. You guys have your own tires now. And the thing that I love about their tires, if you don't love them, you can just return them and you can drive on these tires for weeks. And just say, hey, I don't like these tires. Bring them back. And they will make sure that they put some tires on that you love. I don't think you're going to return them, though. I haven't returned mine. Stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. How do you find one? LesSchwab.com. That's LesSchwab.com. And don't forget to ask for the Les Schwab Best Tire Value Promise. It just means for the life of the tire, everything is free. All right? LesSchwab.com. Let's say it together. Doing the right thing. It matters this holiday season. Oh, it looks like the uh, studio audience has left. They left for lunch. Yeah. So it's just you and I now. It's kind of weird having a huge audience. We had, well, like 3,000 people in your basement. Today. Yes, that was a very crowded. In Thanks here. for everyone coming by. I appreciate that. And uh, someone did clog the toilet, but that's the way it goes with the Ron Don Nation. I think it was your son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, every time we come over here, we destroy something. And last week, I mean... My dog has done everything he can do to your carpet. Right. Uh, we have ink on. I'm standing on the ink stain that Charlie provided for us. 
He's done a lot of different things when it comes to the bathroom that he only does over here. And then my son ripped off your stair banister the other day. Yeah, I fixed it. You did? You glued it back together? I glued it back together. There's a little paint issue going on, but it's fine. Yeah, anyway. That's what happens when you're Sorry about that when the O'Neills come Sorry. over. Sorry. We just can't, you can't have nice things. You cannot have when nice I things. When I show up to do the uh, Ron and Don show. And you did so. have to buy a plunger, but that's yeah. okay. Hey, don't forget the Ron and Don show is brought to you by Windermere. Ron and Don, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. If you're ready for a Ron and Don sit down, we have a cup of coffee. We sit down, we talk about your journey. Reach out to Ron. Ron at windermere.com, and we'll get you scheduled for a sit down. We'll come to you, or you can come to us, and uh, let's sit down together. Yeah, a couple of real estate stories. I love throwing these your way, getting your take on them. The first one takes us down to California, but it's it's reminiscent of uh, Paul Allen and what he did over on Mercer Island. Elon Musk from Tesla and SpaceX, of course, one of the founders of PayPal. Um, have you seen the new the new uh, Tesla truck, by the way? No. Oh, my gosh. You got to check it out. I'm, you know, it, 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 it's very boxy. Yeah. Look it up on your phone real quick while I'm explaining this. The Tesla truck, they just did the reveal, and people are freaking out because they used a material that they were uh, pioneering for the SpaceX rocket as the chassis of the truck. And so people either love this truck or they absolutely despise the truck. They're doing pre-orders right now. You put your pre-order reservation in for $100. Oh, my gosh. And so our our friend Jordan, he already has a Tesla. He put in an order to reserve a truck, even though it's going to be for like two years from now. What do you think? Describe the truck, and what do you think of the truck? You know what? It looks like, uh, what was it? What was the movie that Michael J. Fox was in? Back to the Future. It looks like the Back to the Future. It's like, like a DeLorean. It looks like a modern-day version of, of a Back to the Future car. It doesn't look like a truck but at it all. It is a truck. Uh, but the way that it's lit up. And they have uh, all-wheel drive and yeah. non-all-wheel drive. It, it's, it's pretty cool. So it, lo- it looks like that car, but just uh, updated. And this looks like something when you would sit down and you would draw pictures when you were a little yeah. kid about what the future would look like. You think it would look like this cyber it's truck. It's a cool right truck. There. So you can go look at the truck. But that, So Elon Musk, he's, he's that guy. He is now buying up uh, basically a neighborhood in Brentwood. Uh, in Los Angeles. And so they, they did, the Wall Street Journal did a deep dive on this because it's through some LLCs, mm. but the LLCs have the same address as SpaceX. Okay. So they're like, okay, this is clearly linked to Elon Musk in the same way that when Paul Allen started buying stuff up, he created shell company. He didn't buy it as Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. Like it was Vulcan uh, a Real Estate and some other LLCs that would buy stuff up. Uh, and even when he was on Mercer Island, so Paul Allen bought, I believe, 13 lots uh, on Mercer Island that had eight houses. And so he created his compound on Mercer Island. Bill Gates did a similar thing when he wanted to install a big garage and do his property uh, on Lake Washington. He bought up a bunch of lots. Mark Zuckerberg has paid $50 million to buy up houses in Palo Alto. So now Elon Musk has bought about $100 million worth of these houses on Brentwood. So he has right now, I think, six houses on two streets. And whenever houses come together on the market, he's buying them up, including a 20,248-square-foot house uh, that he bought in 2012. And then when anything pops on the market in this area, he's scooping it up. So people are trying to figure out exactly what he's doing uh, because clearly you can only live in one house at a time. But he, um, I don't know if it's a private, what, what, what do you think someone like that is? Like with Paul Allen, Bill Gates, or Elon Musk, or Mark Zuckerberg, why would you want to buy up an entire 
neighborhood. Well, I think a lot of times it's because you want to control that neighborhood. And you think about Bill Gates when they were working on that house for years. If you were one of the construction workers, uh, you would have to show up at a particular site and then they would wand you and pat you down, do all those other things. And you would have to jump on school buses and then the school buses would bring you to work. When you think about just and, and think about when the president travels, I bet Bill Gates travels with just as many uh, security. People. I bet his security budget each year is in the seven figures. Yeah, I know some people that work at the uh, security for the Bill and Melinda, Melinda Gates Foundation, and I know someone in their job is just to be there all day. And if somebody walks through the door and they're an active shooter, is to engage the active shooter. So they they work on an active shooter team, and that's all they do. Uh, and this is just at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Let alone what happens when they travel to Africa, for instance, uh, three times at the end of the year because they go to Africa a lot because uh, they're trying to fight and cure some incredible uh, diseases. So I th- I think what's happening here is a lot of times when you look at uh, someone like Elon Musk, you look at someone like the Gates of the Gates Foundation, there are people out there that would love to kidnap Bill Gates or Melinda or one of their children, one of their kids. They would love to. And what you what you have to do in today's modern age is you have to really have a compound that you can secure. I think you're absolutely right. you can make sure that your loved ones... Because otherwise, people someone, freak out about someone Elon to Musk. steal your kiddo, like when people travel... Americans get stolen all oh, yeah. the time, and then and then there's a phone call, and it says, "Hey, I got your kid, and I and I want two million bucks." Even so. if that's not it, people freak out because it's a hundred million dollars. But if you're a billionaire, if he bought a hundred million dollars of stock in a company, no one would necessarily bat an eye. Or if Bill Gates bought a hundred million dollars of stock in Coca Cola or something, or, or or Warren Buffett. But when it's a hundred million dollars of neighborhood real yeah. estate, uh, they do freak out. I, I I bet that he probably employs over a hundred people when it comes to the security, and then think about that then those hundred people they have to eat and they have to sleep and they have to so you have to have a compound just when it comes to everybody that works for you not just on your security detail but on your life detail in in general if you look at the obamas they just bought 11.5 million dollar home and uh in the vineyard a mother's vineyard and you know a lot of that it came with a huge second home that it it's the compound. It's where the security Absolutely, is going to stay. Yeah. So big front page story in the Seattle Times about uh, it's a home seller's market and it surprised a lot of folks. They thought that November would really slow down and become a buyer's market. Wait, say that Say that again. They said it's uh, the headline in the Seattle Times. It's a home seller's market, seller's market. as King County sees November surprise. Uh, and so there's a couple of details in there that I thought were interesting. Number one, the closed sales in Seattle went up by almost 30% November uh, 18 to November 19, but the median price went down 3.3%. So let's just do these one at a time. What are you seeing there? Did it surprise you? So sales, closed sales went up 30% year to year, but price went down 3%. Well, I think one of the reasons that that happened is number one, there's a lot of people, if they're thinking about listing a home, if you're listing a home this time of year, you have to sell this time of year. Because uh, otherwise, people are going to wait until next year, or they'll even wait January, February, March, and into the spring. And what we're seeing is people are bringing homes online. But there's not a ton of inventory right now. There's not a ton of yard arms out there. And so it doesn't surprise me that it's a seller market because there is left inventory. We're going to see more inventory January, February, March as we uh, as we roll into 2020. So not a, not a big surprise. So on the east side, though, uh, the closed sales only went up 10%. 
but they said it was clustered a little bit in the higher priced homes because there's an excise tax thing That's rolling right. in yeah. in 2020. So maybe to take a minute on that. So that what they're finding is people, if if you had a $2 million house or a $3 million house in Bellevue, they know that this excise tax is happening in 2020. So they're trying to squeeze their house in and get it sold or get it bought uh, by the end of the year. Yeah. If, it, if it's a luxury home, you're going to pay more next year for a luxury home and excise tax. And if you buy a cheaper home, you're actually going to pay a little less when it comes to excise taxes. That is changing here in the state of Washington because they want to make sure that people here that have some money in their pocket, have some equity in their house, uh, that they spend a little more than the rest of us. Now, this one surprised me, and I'm, I'm curious to see what you think about this. Condo sales. So condos, and again, this was on the front page of the Seattle Times, from November 18 to November 19. In Seattle, closed sales went down. 1.2%, so almost exactly the same, 167 to 165. Closed condos on the east side, though, jumped almost 30% year to year. So when you're looking at condo sales uh, on the east side, it went from 155 to 201 in November, which is a gigantic increase. What I have a theory about what I think is going on. What do you think is going I on? I think what's going on here is HQ2, which never really happened, is happening on the east side. I think uh, HQ2, if you look at what Amazon has done in New York, uh, they just went in and they bought up some buildings and they didn't ask for any favors from the federal uh, government or from local government, state governments. They didn't ask for any tax breaks, nothing. They just went in, they bought up buildings similar to what they did with Vulcan and South Lake Union when Paul Allen developed these things. And Amazon said, you know, we don't want to rent. We want to buy. We want to buy these buildings from you. And at some point, they'll probably control a third of the commercial retail, retail space uh, in, in, in downtown Seattle. On the east side, not a surprise because what do you have? You have uh, a lot of building going on as a revamping, revamping Microsoft. And then you see Apple popping up. You see Google popping up. You see Amazon popping up. So again, HQ2 is kind of appearing over there. And a lot of people that are moving into the area, uh, if you're from San Francisco, you're used to living in something like a condo. You're used to living in a space that has shared walls. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me that's happened on the east side. And over here in Seattle... I would have thought it would have been uh, an increase in Seattle and maybe a bigger increase. Seattle in, doesn't surprise me because we saw all these cranes. And at one point, over 100 cranes. A lot of those cranes were built in apartments. You have people that are coming here now, and I have a lot of coders that come, and they'll stay at one of my Airbnbs. They used to go out and feel like they had to buy a home now. Now what they're doing is they're renting an apartment because you can get a better deal on an apartment for 6 to 12 months, figure out what neighborhood you want to live in, and then pull the trigger if you decide to stay and buy. So that's why I see we see a correction right now when it comes to condos because so many apartments are coming online. I'd be curious to see how many of those east side condos are in the vicinity of the new light rail line that's yeah. slicing its way through because I would imagine that it's clustering around that. If you can get a condo in Bellevue, right within walking distance of one of those train stations that can take someone right to Amazon, like that is a great investment yeah. property. We do something called a Ron and Don sit-down. Uh, what do we do at a sit-down? Yeah, whatever your real estate dream is, whether you're a buyer, a seller, an investor, sometimes you're going to sell and then buy. You're going through a life a change. So it can be a child, it could be a divorce, it could be a death in the family, and you need to make a move. We sit down, we strategize with you, and then we come up with a game plan that we can execute in 2020. Uh, we've been getting really positive, good feedback from folks that have done a Ron yeah. Don sit-down. doesn't cost you anything. It costs us a cup of coffee, and if you want to do what Julie did, she made us some really great cookies. Peanut butter cookies. We went over to see her uh, last week when we did a sit-down. We'd love to sit down with you, either in your home or in your condo, or 
Come uh, sit with us at Windermere on South Lake Union. We'll have a cup of coffee, and we'll talk about your real estate journey. If you're upsizing, downsizing, in-between sizing, we're going to help you. Ron at Windermere.com. Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. And let's schedule a sit-down today. All right? Straight ahead on the Ron and Don Show, the guys from Les Schwab and the gals from Les Schwab. They heard your plea. Now you got three three hours of the Ron and Don Show. I'm sorry, three episodes of the Ron and Don Show. Sometimes it's over three hours. Yeah. Every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we come back. Big toy drive. They want to make sure that no child in Western Washington goes without a toy this holiday season. And we'll talk to Brett and see how we're going to do that next. It's the Ron and Don Show on a Friday only on the Ron and Don Video Network. Hey, I don't know if this happened to you. It happened to me the other day. I jump in my truck. I have a Forerunner. It's real wheel drive, and it used to be when I had these old tires on it. In fact, the tires that came from the Toyota manufacturer, the truck would spin out all the time, and I had a hard time controlling the truck. Well, what I did is I went to Les Schwab, and they put on some brand new tires. They have their own tire line now. And I'm telling you, it has made a world of difference in the way that my truck performs. I no longer have to put it in four-wheel drive when it gets rainy out. And I used to have to do that with the other tires. So if you're looking for some brand new tires and you want to make sure that these tires are going to perform when it rains out or when you're heading up to the pass and all the snow and everything else, what you want to do is you want to stop by a Les Schwab Tire Center and say, hey, let me look at the custom Les Schwab tires in the Les Schwab Tire Line. All right? Yeah. You can be a part of something really, really incredible, too, because Les Schwab right now has a big toy drive going on. We want to make sure that every child in Western Washington gets a toy for the holidays. LesSchwab.com. Find one of those locations near you. Just go to LesSchwab.com. And don't forget, Les Schwab doing the right thing. You know it matters. All right, this time of year, you're running around, you're buying stuff for people you love and you care about. Remember those uh, presents you buy. It's a symbol. You're just letting people know, hey, I love you, I care about you, I haven't forgotten you. We're not kids in this community, though, that we don't even know. Uh, I'm not sending them a, uh, a symbol. We do that now with Les Schwab. Brett is here, Brett Clark from uh, Les Schwab. 85 locations, they've leveraged all those locations, the power of Les Schwab. And they said, hey, why don't you stop by? You have until December 17th to stop by. Drop off a new unwrapped toy. And then that gives them the opportunity to make sure that these toys, not only, they, I guess they remain in the community, right? So if you drop one off in Pierce County, it stays in Pierce County. Absolutely. King County stays in Island County, Skagit Valley, wherever you drop this toy off, it's 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 going to stay in this community for kiddos in this community, right, Brad? Absolutely, yeah. We, uh, we support uh, uh, Forgotten Children's Fund here in the Seattle area, but also 11 other charities uh in in western washington from like you say all the way all the way up north is gadget county all the way as south as lewis county um they all stay in the community that you donate them in to make sure that they get to the kids that are in need uh in your neighborhood yeah. and brett i remember as a kid me and my sister had a competition to count how many presents we were going to get every year and mm-hmm. if she had nine i was needed to have nine uh but for a lot of folks out there when they're shopping for the grandkids or whatever remember those kids where the count is zero yeah Absolutely, and and we see that we see that often. Um, you know, we uh, our heart goes out to them. It, it's it's our goal uh, with Les Schwab is to make sure uh, that no child gets forgotten. That everyone has something to open on Christmas. Yeah. All right. So go to leschwab.com right now. Find one of those eighty-five locations there to serve you. And what location are you hanging out in? 
Uh, I'm in the Polsbo location. I'm from the peninsula. So then come see you in Polsbo. Absolutely. Just take a ferry. Bring over. Say Ron and Don sent you. Yeah. <laughs> Fritz everywhere, though. It's those Les Schwab. All the tire people. You have to love them. Make sure when uh, you walk in, you drop off a toy. They'll also take your rig, throw it up in a rack. And what is that? Because you don't charge any money to do that now, right? During the holidays, you just take a... a the other guys, that charge hundreds of dollars. You don't do that. Yeah, no, that's our, our free pre-trip safety inspection. You know, we want to make sure that you're, uh, you're driving safe on the road. You know, you're going to head over for Thanksgiving. You're going to head over for Christmas. Uh, and we just want to make sure that... Uh, that whatever worries you have has nothing to do with your vehicle. Yeah, you buy some cables, chains, or whatever, you don't know how to put those on, you'll show them how to do that in the store, I guess, right? Absolutely, yep. We uh, we have our demo display ready to go, and uh, everyone's uh, always excited about how fast we can get chains on for you. Yeah, and Les Schwab now has their own signature tire. This is pretty exciting. Oh, yeah, yeah, our own brand, uh, Mazama. So we have it in a passenger light truck. Uh, the passenger is the reputation. The light truck is the open range. And these tires have been absolutely phenomenal tires. Yeah, they're game-changing tires. They they change the way that my 4Runner performs. And I was getting ready to sell it, and we put these tires on. We're like, I'm keeping this thing. Yeah. Because uh, now it doesn't slide all over the place because of these brand-new tires from Les Schwab. And I looked at the price point. They are so reasonable, aren't absolutely. they? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the other thing that we're doing is we're backing it up with a 60-day ride guarantee. So you, you put those on your vehicle. If those aren't the greatest tires you've ever had, Bring them back. We'll give your money back. It's not going to be a problem because that's not going to happen because you're going to love these things when yeah, you put them on. You are. I, I got mine last fall, and they are really incredible, you guys. Brett, thanks to that. They always say doing the right thing matters. It really is true. Uh, and that's why even when you stop by on a Sunday at a Les Schwab Tire location, they're not there. These guys are out there playing uh, with their kiddos and with their families. You can drop your car off, drop the keys off. And they'll get to it on a Monday, though. But doing the right thing, taking care of families, that really matters to Les Schwab. And I love that. It's just part of the culture there. All right? So make sure, 85 locations to serve all of us. Drop by a brand-new unwrapped toy this holiday season. Have to December 17th to do it. All right? Les Schwab, let's say it together. Doing the right thing. It matters this holiday season.